what is up my dudes welcome to olympia oddities i'm trista and i'm a little I'm a little hot i'm a little sticky but we got the ac going so if you hear that we're sorry but i'm still steven yeah and my nose hurts a little bit because steven bashed my microphone into my face Look, before I'm we sorry. started recording it was an accident i didn't something was wrong with my mic it wasn't the right it just wasn't in the right place so i was like here help and i was just helpless and i saw a mosquito shoved the mic directly into my face you had a mosquito on your face and that was the easiest way to to do it but at least it's in its right place now dead so today we're going to be covering another case of a missing person from idaho falls idaho i first learned about this case when i attended a talk on some cases featuring lesser known disappearances from the pacific northwest that was that one that i went to at the olympic club down in centralia yeah yeah minimums i had a lot of fun at that I went it by myself, like yeah. and then like I got fun. really scared when I was leaving because I was like, Whoo. I just listened to like, you know, like five stories on people who went missing in weird ways from here. And as I was walking out, there was a cute little old couple and they walked me to my car because they noticed that I was alone and visibly shaken. So that was nice of them. That's how some of those scary stories start, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's always the thing with that, where you're like, do I want to accept this offer of you walk into me into my car <laughs> i don't know i could take them both in a fight they were old <laughs> you could have taken them you totally could have taken them so darwin k vest was a spider and toxicology expert who disappeared after attending his weekly trivia game at a bar with friends we'll get into some of darwin's accomplishments the circumstances surrounding his disappearance and discuss whether we think foul play was involved are you ready for this one I'm 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 pretty stoked considering I, that like, I mean I I already basically know what the story is about and I already ruined it for our listeners before we even got into it but we'll get there. I mean I know you that you've had spiders on the brain lately. I have. So when so I asked many. you which one we wanted to cover, you were this like, one. oh the spider guy, spider guy for spider sure. Spider guy, spider guy. And you know what? I think that Darwin would have been okay with us calling him the spider guy. Or the spidey guy. You think he would have liked the spidey guy? Spidey guy. Yeah. I think he had spidey senses. We'll get into it. Okay, ready? Darwin Vest was the guy for everything spider-related in the Pacific Northwest. He testified often in court about spider bites. He would occasionally even work with the FBI and the CIA, and he even appeared on the Discovery Channel as a spider expert. All right, we're looking. We're, we're digging for this guy. I have got to find this guy. And also... I can totally see that being a thing, but how bizarre is it that we just got like spider experts coming into courtrooms and just, uh, that is actually a black widow bite and not a garden spider bite. You can tell by the, um, decaying of the skin around the bite. It's like they say on one of my favorite podcasts, Obsessed with Disappeared, it's a lot of jobs out there. Like every episode <laughs> they discover a new job that someone has. Like, I, yeah, who would have thought that you can just grow up, become an expert on spiders work with the cia because you're such an expert on spiders now i almost think that this dude is like creating some sort of like or was excuse me creating some sort of like super soldier spider or something or like some sort of like crazy like Ooh, spider a secret venom. government experiment yeah. spider. <laughs> <laughs> and like to make it on the discovery channel that makes you such a cool person in my mind i don't care if you're talking about sharks i don't care if you're talking about dirt or aliens I'm like wow Although that dude is That's a little That's the History strange. Channel. Yeah. Oh, that is the History Channel. Now I feel like a freaking nunce. All right. Discovery Channel does have some uh, some weird stuff going on. They do, though. Especially lately, nowadays. Though. Yeah. Okay. Put this on the Discovery Channel. 
During the OJ trial, he actually got a name drop by Jay Leno during a monologue. A friend of Darwin's recalled the incident by saying, Leno said Darwin had found that the hobo spider had killed two people, but that it was no big deal because OJ had killed that many too. That is kind of, that, that's kind of insane though. Dude got shot out by 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 Leno. Yeah, the getting chin. a late night shout out for your for your spider talents. The chin. Also, the- quick side note, did you know that man played the crimson chin on Fairly Odd Parents? Did he really? Yeah, dude. Isn't that weird? I did not know that. I just knew about Adam West. So funny. Wait, I thought Adam West was the Crimson Chin. No, Adam West was Catman. Adam West was Catman. You had the Crimson Chin, Crash Nebula, and Catman. And holy crap, I'm a little... Why do I remember all that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do well, you, welcome uh... to our, si- our little, our little sideshow within the show. <laughs> Do you like run the fairly odd parents Wikipedia when I'm not around? <laughs> I'm just really trying to meet Butch Hartman, <laughs> the dude that created all that. And most amazingly of all, at least to me, Darwin Vest was a self taught scientist. He got on the D- Discovery Channel in courtrooms, a shout out by Jay Leno, and did all this work, discovered the hobo spider, and he just taught himself. He had no formal training. Sir, what's what school did you go to? Where where what are what are what are your accolades? Darwin. <laughs> Just, what, what what does that mean? Darwin. Myself. <laughs> Robert Anderson, a professor of biological sciences at Idaho State University in Pocatello, said Vest didn't even have a bachelor's degree, and you could tell if you talked to him for a while that he didn't have formal training, but he was disciplined and aggressive, and he was able to carve out a niche for himself. Rod Crawford, curator of arachnids at the University of Washington's Burke Museum, calls it a niche that nobody in the Northwest has filled. When it came to spider bites, he was the one you called. He owned and operated Eagle Rock Research in Idaho Falls, where he would collect spiders and milk them for their venom. Okay, real quick, Eagle Rock, just just Eagle Rock, you leave research, no, even if you throw Eagle Rock Research in there, Maybe it's because I just bought a bike, but that just sounds like a motorcycle testing facility. Like that just sounds like a place in Idaho. They're just kind of like, yeah, we're going to get this bike all tuned up and ready. Then we're going to take it to Sturgis. Yeah, boys. Like, that's just what it sounds like to me. (laughs) Welcome to Eagle Rock. We're testing the newest Harleys. And I thought it was kind of interesting because I was like, how do you milk a spider? Seriously. So I looked, so I looked into it a little bit and milking a spider involved scotch taping, like an, a net anesthetized spider so it's like a they put it to sleep not like kill it but put it to sleep scotch tape it to a board give it a little shock and then they use a little pipette to gather up the venom (laughs) that is so weird yeah is there like a video of this somewhere yeah i'm sure there's some on youtube that we could watch because i was gonna ask if this is anything like i guess it's the same process you could call it as like yeah drawing venom from a snake yeah milking a snake in that sense where it's just but there's not enough of the the spider to hold and then i wouldn't imagine that like the fangs are big enough or that it's even drawing enough venom for it to be yeah that's just insane though i yeah, need to so see this tape them to a little tiny board or to a, not a little tiny board but, but they yeah. just tape the little tiny spider down to a board and then just zap them <laughs> milk them that's so and then i also how do you go about like giving a spider anesthetic you just put it in a little cup full of like See that? I don't know. Do they hook up a little spider yeah. IV? A little spider IV drip with a little pole hospital gown on them? I don't know. Oh, man. 
Darwin was described as a bit of a character around the town, as he frequently took walks at night looking for spiders. Some articles recall him being perfectly fine with having live rattlesnakes in the trunk of his car. Nope. 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 That get nope. That dude is just not. I don't. And I don't trust nobody that even like touches a rattlesnake. Looks at one and is like, "Hey, I got an idea. Let's put that thing in my trunk." I'm not friends with you anymore. That second, that very instant. Well, I'm sure that he had them in like proper containers, and he was probably collecting them for like you know anti-venom work or you know science, the same stuff he was doing with the spiders. I'm out. Though Darwin was raised Mormon, he shrugged off those beliefs as an adult and took a more agnostic approach to things. He was a staunch Democrat in a t- where he was surrounded by Republicans, and he owned a theater where he showed films just controversial enough to get people clutching their pearls. Oh man, so like he was probably showing like pink flamingos and stuff. I think that the article I read specifically mentioned Last Tango in Paris. The oh my god. The Brando film. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. I didn't want to mention it in here, but now I've mentioned it. <laughs> That's worse than pink flamingos. Yeah. Far I haven't worse. seen it. No mention. Yeah, I would rather watch fucking Pink Flamingos no, any about, day. If I'm that's actually on my watch list. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts out to John Waters. A friend was quoted as saying that Darwin was a wonderfully weird kind of guy. He saw the world differently. He wasn't interested in power, money, or sex. If I've ever known an asexual person, it was Darwin. They continued. The only thing that really interested him was his work. He was probably the closest thing I've ever done. I've ever known to someone who was Christ-like. He had no interest in material things at all. He got more joy out of lecturing and doing research and being an expert witness than anything else. Oh, this man just won't talk. He just wants to talk spiders. He just won't talk and be heard. A friend of Darwin's who was an antique dealer recalled some of the trips they took together, saying that we'd travel a lot at night and suddenly he'd tell me to pull over. I hadn't seen a thing, but Darwin did. We'd stop, and he'd get scorpions or snakes. He'd like the big, feisty rattlesnakes. He'd tie them up with rope, put them in a burlap sack, and throw them in the trunk. See, I'm not into the... No! <laughs> Fuck that! That dude... No. That This dude... No. 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 This dude... No. No. Cuckoo. Crazy. Fucking... No! crazy like a fox though because darwin vest actually discovered the hobo spider doctors in the area had been attributing some spider bites to brown recluse spiders but darwin and his sister rebecca knew better she said we knew it was impossible because we don't have brown recluses here that set off a quest we milked the venom of thousands of spiders we did years of research on these spiders and their venom all over the northwest it was being called aggressive house spider which was driving all the arachnicologists crazy so we decided to come up with a name that was more accurate and definitive. We named it the Hobo Spider because it was found in hobo camps in the Northwest during the 20s and 30s. See, and this is why I wanted to cover this, because I am, from, for the listeners that don't know, originally from, yeah, Nashville, Tennessee. I mean, not Nashville proper. But anyways, all over Tennessee. Brown recluse everywhere. So yeah, if it's got more than six legs and it moves, kill it because it might potentially kill you. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to explain that the giant house spiders here, while alarming and terrifying, they look like fucking extras from arachnophobia. Oh, yeah. They're just buds. I know that they're really jarring every time you see one, and it's my gut reaction to be like, I'm going to kill it, but it's like, they're just our friends. Yeah, I saw one not too long ago in our spare bedroom, and I just kind of like, I didn't even have this moment of like, you can stay. I just had this moment of like, you know what? Not doing this. And I just closed (laughs) that door, and I just walked out. I was like, you know what? You 
cool. It's you his can, room now. Yeah. That's just how I kind of handle him. I'm like, okay, I'm going to sleep s- on the couch tonight. Exactly. But I still live with a pretty high percentage in my in my personal yeah when i see a spider kill it kill it it's it's dying i just because otherwise it's gonna kill you i still got that part of me in me so sorry for those of you that are like no like safely put it on a piece of paper like shoo it out of the house no 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 i'm sorry but no i'm not doing it On the night that Darwin Vest disappeared, he was headed to an event that was part of his weekly routine, an electronic trivia night at a bar called the Frosty Gator. He played under the name Hobo and was the top player almost every week, which I'm sure the other people at the bar just loved. They were like, oh, here comes Darwin again, spider guy coming to whoop all our asses in the science category. I'm just imagining this dude at O'Blarney's downtown Centralia just... Because that one time I went there and they were doing tri- and it was just quiet as all get up. But I could just imagine him just sweeping the entire thing. And everybody just like, ah! <laughs> Darwin! On the evening of June 2nd, 1999, 48-year-old Darwin met up with his friends as usual for trivia at the Frosty Gator. After the trivia game was finished, he walked to the Golden Crown Lounge and had one last drink for the night. He left the Golden Crown Lounge on foot, headed back to the house where he shared with his mother, but he never arrived. No sign of Darwin Vest has been seen since he left the Golden Crown that night. Vest's family immediately suspected that foul play was involved because how out of character this all was for Darwin. He had previously been assaulted and mugged in 1997, and he hadn't been informed that the guy who had done it had been enrolled in a work release program right before he disappeared. This individual had a history of being arrested and released on drug charges, Investigators discovered that at the time of Darwin's disappearance, though, this individual had been living in a, hu- in a halfway house, and it would have been really hard for him to escape undetected. Some of Vest's family still believed that this could be the guy responsible, and that his motive was seeking revenge for the original incidents. That's kind of spooky. Honestly. It is kind of spooky. It's definitely weird timing, but I don't really know if I lean that way, because it just seems weird to, like... Yeah retribution for a mugging i'm not really sure like how often that happens and also like trying to escape from a halfway house doesn't sound like the easiest thing to do not really you know they've got pretty strict rules at those places and oh yeah yeah you can't really just like pop in and out especially like unexplained i'm going out into the night you know they're gonna be like uh no no you're not (laughs) investigators then moved on to another theory that darwin may have stumbled or fell into the snake river on his way home They claimed that Vest didn't tolerate liquor well and that he had been drinking on the night of his disappearance. And unfortunately, giving this theory some credit, a witness did report seeing a body floating in the the Snake River on the morning after Darwin disappeared. Investigators originally claimed that they had been unable to locate any remains while searching, but later came out and admitted that they had never really thoroughly searched the Snake River. (coughs) Mm. Are you waiting for a comment? I mean, that works as one. (laughs) I just... Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Investigators also looked into a then-unidentified man who was seen with Darwin at the bar that night. They suspected that this man could have had something to do with his disappearance, but after locating and questioning this man, they no longer believed that he was involved. What happened? Did they just ask him, did you have anything to do with the disappearance of Darwin? Nope. Okay, have a good day. 
you know, that's exactly how that plays out in my mind whenever I hear, like, the police went and asked the man if he was involved. I just imagine them being like, nope, and they're like, and we're done here, you know? What I do think it is, though, is not just them being like, were you involved? And then being like, no. What I think it is is more than, like, discovering that, oh, they had an alibi, they went to, like, home and they have roommates and they can, like, confirm it. Or they, like, I don't know, went to a grocery store, have a receipt, were on video, something like that. So, like, something ruled this man no, for sure. out of the investigation. We just don't know exactly what it was. Investigators agreed that it was unlikely that Darwin Vest just left on his own accord or disappeared intentionally. They followed tips that led the investigation to eastern Idaho and to Utah, but it doesn't appear that anything came out of those leads. Darwin Vest's friends and family held a memorial service for him on June 3, 2000. This was on the first anniversary of his disappearance. Darwin Vest was officially declared dead in March of 2004. Darwin Vest was 48 years old when he disappeared from Idaho Falls, Idaho. He was 5'9 and 160 pounds, wearing a black leather jacket, Levi's 501 jeans, a black belt, a distinctive brass belt buckle with a tiny black spider on it, a keychain with a brass rattlesnake on it, a watch with a black band and a rotating spiderweb design on its face. Hold on. This Kinda dude sick. dresses like a badass. Right? The drip. <laughs> the drip. Unbelievable. I want to hang out with this fucking guy. I, as soon as I got to that belt buckle, I was like, oh, he's about to make a comment on this. Fuck belt the rattlesnakes. Buckle, keychain, and the watch? As long as I'm at a safe distance away from them rattlesnakes in that trunk, I'm good, dude. Yeah. I'll hang out with this guy. <laughs> he has brown hair and blue eyes with a trimmed beard and mustache. He also has a three-inch scar on his forehead, a scar on his head, and an appendectomy scar on his torso. He had previous fractures to his clavicle and right ankle. The investigating agency for Darwin Vest's case is the Idaho Falls Police Department. And if you have any information relating to Darwin's case, you can contact them at 208-529-1200. We hope that Darwin's family and friends are able to get some answers surrounding what happened to him and the closure that they need and deserve. It sounds like he had a lot of people who really like admired him and recognized him for his work, you know, and it, it just sucks that it seems like there's so many people that like really, really looked up to this guy and really admired. And like that one guy said, it seems like his little niche in the Northwest was never really filled. Yeah. Like he almost kind of seemed like <laughs> in, in a, in a more minuscule way, kind of like the Pacific Northwest, like Steve Irwin, but more so of like spiders and rattlesnakes and stuff I like, like that. that. Yeah. I like that description. I think that a lot yeah. of people that like were interviewed for different articles and stuff would agree with that description. Thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. If you want to support the podcast, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Olympia Oddities Podcast and on TikTok at Olympia Oddities. Or you can tell a friend about us or donate to our Buy Me a Coffee. Right now, we're fundraising for our trip and live show at Pacific Northwest True Crime Fest in October. We actually just booked the hotel for it and I did it on the wrong dates, but we were able to fix it. So, you know, in true Olympia Oddities fashion, we're getting it done with a few speed bumps along the way. We can do the thing. I'm Trista, and my personal Instagram is Saloon Ghost, if you want to follow me on there. I'm Steven. You can find my personal Instagram at Ramirez. although I will say it might be turning into a bike account here recently, and I'm not sorry about it. He's got the need. The need for speed. Go fast, don't they? I got the need for speed. I'm going to put that at the end. I got the need for speed. Okay. Until next time, friends. I got the need for speed. Oh.
I got a need to speak. Oh, I got a need.